may not look like much. She's got it where it counts, kid. This is the Millennial Falcon. I'm Josh. And I am John. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. All right, right off the bat, John, I got a bone to pick with you. Don't pick bones. Too bad, I'm picking your bones. Right, pick some bones then. <laughs> Get it over with. You made a little comment the other day when we were hanging out, and you said that you started watching Kenobi. I did. How dare you? Why not? Because spoilers. Did you finish it? No, I'm. I got like I think, fifteen minutes into the into the first episode. Oh, so you like barely started it? Yeah. Okay. Because I was trying to think. I got dist- I got distracted. <laughs> do you want me not to watch it? I don't know. Because I because I, I know you haven't watched any of the shows, and I'm like you're starting with that one to watch because hey, the only reason was because I knew Hayden Christensen comes back. Yes, he does. And apparently that's supposed to be that was supposed to be a spoiler. No, everyone knew. Yeah? Oh, I thought it was supposed to be a spoiler. Oh no. Interesting. No, no. Everyone knew. Like well, okay. It before there was a point leading up to the making of the show that nobody knew if he was coming in. Yes. I and remember. everyone's like, Oh, yeah. I wonder if they're just gonna do like a CGI uh vo- or not CGI, but like an AI voice for Darth Vader and do um what's his name? Darth Vader's voice. Uh, James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Uh, if they're just going to do like an AI James Earl Jones, or they're going to get him to come in and voice it again, or what? I don't know. Is James Earl Jones still alive? I want to say he no, is. but I don't know. James... If he is, he's probably really old. I got it right here. You got it. He is alive. He's I knew it. Ninety-two years old. No way, ninety-two. Wow. He still looks really like he still looks good for ninety-two. Yeah. Wow. I feel like I saw him in something recently. I can't even remember what it was, but like I was like, "Oh wow, he still sounds like just as iconic as he always did." Um, but yeah, Hayden Christensen. Like we knew he was going to be in it at some point. Like basically, like once the trailer started to come out, we basically knew Hayden Christensen was going to come yeah. out at that point because everyone we had the cast shortly before that, and people just knew. Like it was confirmed. So it wasn't okay. like a massive surprise. Yeah. But. but I know almost nothing about the show. So. Okay. I can't – I was trying to like think through my head and be like, is there any major spoilers for stuff that happens in Clone Wars that happens in that? Because cause that show takes place kind of in between episode three and episode four, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So – like that's like that would consider I would there would be some spoilers maybe yeah, I won't it, continue it, that for right like now. Like that's even after Rebels, no. I'm pretty sure. Like the I TV just show wanted, Rebels. I also just wanted to see more Ewan McGregor. I know, but I know. I can't remember though if there's anything I can hold like major that you wouldn't already know from watching the movies. Yeah. Like I don't think there really is. Oh, you know what? There is some stuff that will be spoiled from Rebels mm, if you okay. watch it. I just maybe I won't then. It's nothing major. I, I just I like that you said nothing the entire time until we started I recording know. just now. And that was like a couple of weeks ago. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I know. Once I heard you say I was like, I'm gonna bring this up on the podcast. That's funny. I love that. 
Um, That's hilarious. Well, if you're listening to this right now and you're a fan of our our show, our podcast, you'll probably notice that we haven't had an episode out in a little while. Uh, We took a little break. Uh, We just, you know, sometimes life just gets too busy and schedules don't align and we just can't end up getting a record in. Yeah. Sometimes things come up. Yeah. But we're back. We're back like the McRib sometimes when it's back. <laughs> back like the McRib. Oh, gosh. Do they have the McRib in the States? Was that a thing? Did they also have that? Is it ever in Canada? Because I've never had a McRib. Absolutely. It, I think it comes back like every couple of years, I feel like. I've never had a McRib. You never had it? Nope. Oh, I've had it. it it's do you remember terrible. when they tried the Big Lobster? That was I do. awful. I do remember that. That was really bad. It tasted yeah. so bad. I, I didn't. I never ate it because I don't even like actual lobster. So I'm not a shellfish guy. Hmm. I love seafood. I'm not very shellfish. Yeah, well. Um, <laughs> You're very shelfless. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, any other <laughs> anecdotes <laughs> before we get to the episode? Uh, no, let's get into it. All right. What are we talking about today, John? We're talking about a little mini motivational sports underdog movie that I like to call wow. Clone Wars Season 3, Episode 3, Clone Cadets. It's not Episode 3. It's Episode 1. Sorry, Episode 1. Season 3, Episode 1 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Um, yeah, so today we're just going to record this episode. We're just going to talk about this episode. So I know in previous episodes we said we might talk yeah. about Episode 1 and Episode 3 from Season 3. But as John and I were talking about it today, we kind of realized this one really is kind of a one-off. Like, it's really, like, an enclosed story. It doesn't exactly parallel, or or parallel is the wrong word. It doesn't flow into any of the other episodes directly. Um, The the plot is kind of resolved by the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah. So there's not really a point in merging this with anything else. So And the the next one would just flow better with the one after that. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll probably end up merging Season 3, Episode 3 with Season 1, Episode 1, I believe. That's right. Um, so we'll probably put those two together in the next recording, um, in the next episode of Those are good the episodes, too. Those are really good episodes. It, I'm looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, me too. Um, but for today, we are talking about Clone Cadets is the name of this episode. Um, so I think what we're going to do is normally on this show, we always go right to the Wikipedia kind of description of the episode, uh, just to kind of bring everyone up to speed on what we're even talking about. And I thought it might be fun to do a little insert here of the actual intro uh, from, what's his name again? Uh, Tom Kane. He does the narrator uh, for the show. And he, every episode, at the beginning of the episode, he does this kind of little, like, you know, clone troopers unite! A war rages across the galaxy of the Republic. Kind of a thing. And <laughs> that's my favorite thing you've ever done. Please do that every day. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I thought it might be fun just to kind of do that insert of the narrator intro that's in every single episode. And maybe we can kind of make that a thing yeah. that will include that little clip. I like that. Um, just to kind of introduce the show and, and kind of like what happened leading up to this episode and what's going to happen in the episode. Cause that's kind of what the guy does, but it's very, very brief. Um, and then I'll kind of give the description in a little bit more details and then we'll get into it. Yeah. Sound good. All right. Take it away, Tom. Clone troopers unite. 
As war rages across the galaxy, the Republic's clone army strives for victory against the evil forces of the Separatists. Bravery, valor, unity, the lifeblood of victory on the battlefield and in space. It all begins on the planet Kamino, where Jedi General Shakti oversees the training of clones with the help of contracted bounty hunters. Bred to be perfect soldiers, these cadets must first be subjected to intense physical and mental training before heading off to war. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, Mr. Kane. Uh, great intro for the show. You did great. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Was that officially our first guest star? Yeah. Tom Kane guest appeared in this along with all the sound design and sound effects from that episode. Nice. Um, All right, here's the official description of clone cadets. Five headstrong clones struggle to complete their training on Kamino. These cadets, Heavy, Cut-Up, Droidbait, Fives, and Echo, seem to be a bad batch and are unable to work as a team. As Shakti and drill instructors Brick and LS debate the cadets' fate, the clones learn to work together and accept their destiny as soldiers. Um, just right off the bat, did you like that? <laughs> I really like that. I was trying not to make noises, but it didn't work. Um, right off the bat, I find it interesting that they actually got uh, bounty hunters to kind of train and like oversee yeah, the recruitment of the clones. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Yeah, it, it is a little weird, especially uh, Brick. He's like an absolute jerkwad of a person it seems he's a jerk waffle i mean that's kind of like a shtick though for most bounty hunters and like i said i felt like this episode very much read like a cheesy motivational sports underdog movie yeah and you gotta have the character that's like i don't believe in you you're never gonna make it you're a failure i want to see you fail he was the he was the the antagonist yeah he played that role for sure yeah yeah uh so there's two bounty hunters, LS and Brick. I loved LS. I thought he was great. Yeah, he was cool. Uh, also, just that alien species is kind of cool with like those weird eyes and everything. I just thought yeah. that was neat. Um, his head. This is gonna sound stupid, but his head reminded me of a of a gaming console controller. <laughs> I was gonna say it looks like a boomerang. <laughs> that too. Um, and he then just the other reminds guy reminds me of an Xbox. <laughs> reminds me of an Xbox. Okay. Uh, the other guy is basically a big brain. Yeah. Is what he looks like. Um, he had a better brain. Yeah. The cooler thing, though, I think, is that Shakti is the one overseeing the clon- the, the clones. The clones. <laughs> the clones. Um, kind of like training and stuff. So it seems like the Jedi Council sends one of their like top Jedi Council members. Like she is. Does so- Shakti appear in other places? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shakti's okay. huge. She's in the movies and stuff, too. Like, yeah, well, she was in Attack of the Clones, I think. Yeah, yeah she was. Yeah, I remember because I remember asking if that was Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah, no. So Shakti, uh, same alien species, um, but Shakti is kind of like known to be one of like the wisest members of the Jedi Council. Um, so yeah, I just I just find it kind of interesting that Shakti is overseeing all the training. Like, uh, of well, maybe not all of the clones, because, I mean, tons of clones were kind of, I don't know. I kind of just assumed there was tons of clones that were already trained before they even found them. Or maybe they were just kind of made. 
they would have been through some kind of training. Maybe she just kind of oversaw the actual like a graduation training because that's what it was in this movie. Is they're like graduating final to test? actually become yeah. troopers? They're going like from the actual training camp into the actual battlefield. From this, oh, and she's that's what I thought. I thought that from the sounds of it, I thought that the that the bounty hunters were the ones that were training them. At least mm-hmm. that's the way that this made it sound. Yep. And then she was there, like overseeing their like mm-hmm. testing and graduation yeah. ceremony. Yeah. If they were like, "Oh, the Jedi approved of them," mm-hmm. yeah, basically, yeah. I just find that interesting. Like, like it's it's just cool that they had a Jedi kind of overseeing all that and stuff for the for the actual training and, and like a really like top tier Jedi as well. So very cool. Um, so this episode is about Domino Squad. Uh, kind of like like we said in the little intro there. Uh, so Domino Squad consists of Heavy, Cut Up, Droid Bait, Fives, and Echo. So those are kind of the main five, uh, five, yeah, five uh, different clones that this episode's about. And most of these have major like storylines throughout the whole show. The first time I watched this episode, I thought it was just like a one-off episode. Mm-hmm. And that's why the first time I watched it, I was like, this isn't that great because it doesn't seem important. But now knowing that you say they're going to be really important characters, and mm-hmm. I don't know, I should have made that realization if it was a longer show. Yeah. But I think it was just that the episodes just have been so out of order. Mm-hmm. And you said something about how they kind of just told individual stories Yeah. with different directors. I assume maybe this was just a one-off. Mm-hmm. Like this episode specifically is directed by Dave Filoni. And he's like the main mm. showrunner for the whole Clone Wars and everything. So... And usually the ones that he directs, I mean, there's other ones from other directors, too, that are very important and good. But Dave Filoni is really, like, on the ball when it comes to, like, continuity and, like, the importance of the overarching story. So this episode, it did come, it didn't come out until season three in the actual show, but it's a prequel, really, to, like, really the beginnings of this show. Because uh, it introduces these characters when they were just in training. Because if you were to watch this show kind of an actual, like, release order and stuff, you would have already known some of these characters. Oh, okay. And stuff coming up to it. Um, it's just kind of like, as you're watching it, all of a sudden you get this little prequel in Season 3, um, kind of showing how these clones were trained. Which, you know, I suppose there is value into watching it that way, but we're kind of trying to stick to chronological yeah. watch order. That's why we're at I, it already. I, I like the way we're doing it, so. Yeah, I like the way we're doing it, too. Um, I feel like it's cool for me, too, as a newbie. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I uh, I did have a question about the clones. Mm-hmm. I noticed they all have different accents, so I'm wondering, they're all the same DNA, or this just like, oh, we want to all be different, so we'll have different haircuts. Well, some of us will have like, yeah, I don't know if they do tattoos or whatever what was on their foreheads or whatever. Uh-huh. But are this one, but are some of them just like, I'm gonna sound like I'm from Texas. I'm gonna sound like I'm <laughs> Scottish or Irish. Like, do they just like, I want to be different. I'm gonna sound different. I don't know if. Do you think they have accents that are different or is it just their voice? I'm hearing some accents. Maybe really? maybe that's just the way D. Bradley Baker was like trying to differentiate. Yeah. But I'm just trying to fit that into the storyline. Oh, that's funny. I, I didn't really think of it as like accents. They're just different voices. But like I yeah. heard one of them had a very distinct sort of Irish accent. What is his actual accent that he's doing? Because it's definitely an accent. It sounds Australian to me. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like in a mix between like Australian and British or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's in that kind of range. Because um, the actor himself does not have this accent. Like the, the guy in real life, yeah. he, he's just like American. 
um, fairly certain about that. But if I'm wrong, I'm very sorry, but I'm pretty sure he just speaks in a normal, like his normal voice is just an American accent. Um, yeah, interesting. I'm just going to go, I'm just going to assume that they just pick different accents and different yeah. ways to do their voices to be a bit different. Yeah, I would imagine like... But in, I like the differentiation. Oh, yeah. It makes it a bit easy. Definitely. A bit easier, I mean. Like, watching this episode, and again, this is kind of earlier. Well, I mean, this is season three, I guess, at this point. But like, he does a fantastic job at creating, like, slightly different voices yeah. for all the different clones. Because there's, like, hundreds of these yeah. that these guys that he ends up voicing. And, and this stuff. this goes right into my next point. D. Bradley Baker is an amazing voice oh, actor. Oh, gosh. He's incredible. He's a genius. I don't know how he does it. And how he keeps them all straight. Like, that's just so impressive. Yeah, I wonder how he does is like, does he do all of one character so he stays in that character and then go all, all of the next? I wonder. Yeah, it'd be interesting to watch some videos of him actually recording an episode. Yeah. I feel like I have seen him do that once upon a time, like just uh, clips on YouTube or something, but I forget. Because that makes sense to me if like, I'm going to do all these so I keep my mm-hmm. my voice the same, keep my, yeah. my tone, pitch, everything the same. Yeah, it'd be really funny, though, to watch him basically talking yeah. to himself and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's cool, though. Uh, Clone 99, who is the, basically the old... Yeah. He, he basically looks like he's like an old man kind of a thing, but he's the same as the rest of them yeah. and stuff. Oh, very important thing to note here. the This clone force, so Domino Squad, the squad of clones that we're talking about here they are considered to be the bad batchers like in the sense of yeah. this batch of clones that they process from the dna strand the because jango fett was killed and i really love how they kind of reference this and like talk about this a little bit like jango fett was beheaded by mace windu right in the actual movie that came out so he chops off his head he was the source of all the clone dna Mm-hmm. Like he was the one that they kept having to like, you know, draw his blood or whatever they did to get his DNA and to to keep having that fresh source. That's why he kept they kept him there so he could constantly have the source of the actual DNA and have really high quality clones. Um, but because he's dead, they've been having to stretch out the DNA. So like basically, the more clones they make, the worse the batches, quote unquote. Yeah. And uh, this clone force, Domino Squad. Uh, is considered to have been very stretched out because they talk about how um, oh, I can't remember the name of the Camino guy Lama that was Su? talking with Shakti. Lama Su, is that it? I think it's Lama Su. Okay. Um, well, he was talking with uh, Shakti about like, well, this is kind of like a bad batch. Like, if we need to dispose of them, whatever, it's up to you. If you decide they're good enough to actually be troopers, and and everything, it's just I I find it really fascinating. How, and it's kind of cool because I'm trying to decide what I should say here that's not going to spoil future things happening because the Bad Batch, there's a whole show. Yeah, I was going to ask if if these are the characters the Bad Batch is based on. No, they're not. Kind you, of. You look like you're so, you want to say something so bad. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. And I don't people, mind and if you say it. People listening, if you know, you know, right? Um, but the Bad Batch... Some of I'll I'll say this, some of the characters are in the Bad Batch, but others are not that are seen in this show. Okay, um, so they die. Gotcha. Maybe who knows? Uh, but I just like how this is kind of like an origin of the actual Bad Batch show 
and like that clone force that we end up seeing in that show and things because the whole thing is like they're deficient they're like defective like 99 for example he was so defective that he literally had like physical defects he looked like a hunched over old man even though he's technically the same age as the rest of that batch like in reality i'm fairly certain i tried to look it up to like see if he was actually from that same batch i couldn't quite get that detail all they said is that he's from the bad batch Mm, which is what they referred to the rest of them as so i'm assuming that they were all kind of in the same batch of clones but he was just you know something went wrong in the cloning process or whatever and he just looked like an old wrinkly hunched over man so they made him the janitor (laughs) basically but he ends up being like the nicest guy like he's like a super nice dude i thought he was going to be the villain i don't know what made me think this in the first the first time i watched it i was like oh that's going to be the guy that like sabotages them oh wow i was totally wrong no 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 99 comes back too oh nice i liked him yeah, he's fine. after I realized he wasn't the villain. I'm like, oh, I like this character. Yeah, um, it's I found it weird. I don't know, like, what your perspective, what your perspective was. Um, Brick, the bounty hunter that was kind of like the the jerkwad. It doesn't really make any sense to me why he hated Cut Up so much. Like, he was the one. Like, basically, there's a scene after they're going through all the training and stuff. And oh yeah, we probably should have said this, but basically. Domino Squad sucks. Yeah. They, they they don't work well together. They they aren't and doing any I don't know work. why. See, this is the only this is one of those things that's like a, a trope in the in yeah. the sports underdog movies is uh-huh. like it's so obvious that you're just not listening enough in this case. That you're just not listening good enough and you're not yeah. like being a good enough team. And then all of a sudden, like one montage and one motivational <laughs> speech later, yeah. you're just amazing. Yeah, it's like one of those. <laughs> I, and I say this out of a place of love because I love cheesy yeah. underdog sports movies, but they're also so formulaic. Uh-huh. They're so cheesy. Yeah. And that's why they're easy to make and people love them. Mm-hmm. But it's so it's true, though. I never thought about it like this until you brought it up because I was like, oh, man. It really like, is. it totally, the whole <laughs> plot of this whole episode totally reads like a cheesy sports movie. Mm-hmm. It just, it, all the elements, all, all the elements yeah. are there. Yep. It's like dysfunctional team comes in. They're not communicating. Uh, they get motivation to actually like behave better. They start working better as a team and they succeed. And they go from like, oh, we suck to, oh, we're amazing in like a heartbeat. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we're like better than just succeeding. These we're may be like, the best clones you've ever had. Yeah. That's what Shock T says at the end and everything because, uh, I mean, we're, we're skipping ahead a little bit, but Brick... The bounty hunter basically sabotages them, takes away their extension guns or whatever, mm-hmm. so they can't the actually scale guns the tower at the end of the test and stuff. So they have to figure out another way to get around the obstacle and stuff, and they end up succeeding, and they do super well. And so Shock T's like, ooh, this is very impressive that they kind of overcame this obstacle. And So here's your life lesson. If you suck first and then you get better later, they're going to think you're even more amazing than you really are. So yeah. do everything poorly and then get better later. That's... That's what we're supposed to learn here. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, the comment I was trying to make before. Sorry. I, <laughs> I went off on a tangent there. I got no, excited. No, that's okay. Um, the comment I was trying to make before. Brick, the bounty hunter guy, he comes, he basically takes like cut up aside essentially at some point in the episode. And like this is before cut up even has his name. And he's basically like reaming him out and saying like, and he's trying to get him to fight him. He's, like, pushing him yeah. and stuff, and he's like, you're the reason Domino Squad sucks, basically. And he's like, you're 
some cut up. I can't remember what the, the actual line was. Um, but he's like, you're a cut up, aren't you? He's like, oh, thanks for my nickname and stuff. That's going to be my new name. I like that name, cut up. Um, don't you find it kind of weird why he hated them so much? I felt like it was almost out of place with how much he seemed to hate them. It's like yeah. he detested the clones. I feel like they kind of made that his whole character. I don't know if he comes back, but I think he was just there to add that that yeah. that element of like they needed some kind of opposition. They needed some kind of test, some kind of obstacle. Yeah, to yeah, overcome. it's true. I feel like that was his only role. It's just a plot armor kind of a thing, yeah. I guess, in that way. Well, I mean, and in like this case, armor. I feel like it wasn't like he wasn't very well done. I didn't much care for his no. character. No, I didn't either. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of already said it, but I had a, a written comment here. I was like, there's nothing like a motivational speech to suddenly make people better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of those very classic tropes. Yep. <laughs> uh, I would call it the Rocky effect. You're, like mm-hmm. I said, you're only ever one montage and a speech away from greatness. I have a little detail here. I don't really have too much other comments about this episode. It's it's a very like simple, straightforward episode. Um, but they're trying to be arc troopers, right? Like that's what that's the end goal anyway. They keep commenting. Okay. Is that about, a special division of stormtroopers? It is. It is. So when they graduate, they just become troopers and they get sent to the war. But basically, um, those who have like very distinct uh, skills on the battlefield and stuff, people who kind of get recognized at being like superior troops, um, they get uh, basically invited to become arc troopers, which are advanced recon commandos is what ARC stands for. Um, and so, yeah, they're just kind of troopers that serve the Galactic Republic um, in kind of higher ranks of the army. Um, but that's what everyone wants to be. Like all the troopers, they want to become ARCs. They want to become the best of the best kind of a thing. They want to be the very best, the best they there ever was? They want to be the very best. Like no one ever was. Do you know what that is? That's Pokemon. That's why I said that. Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon. The wrong TV show. All right. Any other comments about this episode, John? No, I said everything. All right. Let's get into the ratings. Yeah. All right. Visual effects, animation. Uh, I thought it was kind of middle of the road. Yeah. And stuff for me. Nothing too special. I gave an even six yeah. on this one. It's even seven. Even seven. That's average for me. Yeah. Yeah. It Like, it wasn't bad at all. Like, it was perfectly good. Just wasn't anything impressive. It, it, it was the same as the other ones that we've watched him. Oh, yeah. I did like it. Like, I, I remember, like, I noticed it, mm-hmm. and, I, and I liked what I watched. Yeah, but. yeah. Like, it, it's just fine. Oh, yeah, it's not bad. It's like it's not like I watched this and like, oh, man, the animation's not that great or whatever. It's just, like, not impressive or anything. It's yeah. just, this is good. What, Perf- were, you, perfectly what, what were you used to with Clone Wars? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the actual plot of this story, um, what'd you give it? I gave it a 6.2. It felt like a very, like, been done mm-hmm. a lot plot. Yeah, I gave it a 6.1. So we're yeah, basically we're right about on the same, same note there. Um, yeah, we already talked about it, but very simple. Nothing special. Enjoyable, which yeah. is why it's, like, a, in the, the 6 to 7 range kind yeah. of thing. I know me, I kind of sounded like I was ripping on sports movies. I love sports movies. Oh, yeah. But I just think they're very, like, they follow a very specific formula. For sure. You could say that with any movie, though. Most movies, yeah. You could say, like, with any kind of, like... Yeah. You're right, though. Sports movies specifically, but usually follow a pretty clear-cut 
formula <laughs> mm-hmm. and stuff, except for maybe a few of the ones that are kind of based on true stories and stuff. Maybe well, even those, I feel like but... it's just like the their movies just designed to inspire. And yeah, there's, nothing wrong. there's nothing really wrong with no. that. It's no. good. I enjoy them. Absolutely. Acting. Uh, I thought acting was fine. I yeah. give it a 6.8. Huh. Wow. So did I. Yeah? Right on the money. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah, 6.8. That was fine. There was no performances that I was like, that was terrible. There was definitely... There also was no standouts. Exactly. I didn't I didn't care for um, Brick. I, thought, I just... I didn't... Yeah. I just didn't like the way they wrote the character. Like he seemed like, mm-hmm. like, like we talked about this already. Like, what was the point? Why, why do you, why are you so hateful? Yeah, I think with Brick, it's more the writing than the acting mm-hmm. that was the problem. Because I think he acted it actually fairly well. Um, I thought the acting was fine. In, yeah, you're in my right. no, in my it was opinion. definitely the writing. I think that's what I'm trying to. Yeah, I yeah. think it's the writing with that character. Like the acting was was decent. The, the only person I thought. It, it's funny because it's the same actor that does well, but I thought 99 specifically, and maybe this is the writing thing again, like dialogue, but I thought that character wasn't as good yeah. as some of the other ones maybe. But you know what? It must just be the writing that I'm thinking of. Yeah. It, it Sometimes it's hard to confuse, especially with animation. Well, I Spoiler alert, I gave dialogue a very low score. My lowest score yet, I think. Really? Dialogue. Okay. Sound design score... 6.2. Yeah. Nothing special. Fine. What'd you give it? Um 7.3. It was it was very middle of the road average. Mm-hmm. Maybe slightly above. Yeah. Okay. I I thought this one was kind of slightly below it's not below average, but Again, better. I think this might be one of those like there's always the, like the montage of like yeah. the the battle scene like I like those. There just wasn't a lot to do with this one because it's literally this entire episode takes place in this one training room, basically. Yep. And so there's not really a lot to do with the sound design necessarily. Whereas like some other episodes, they're like on these planets and different environments and like different types of like consequences and stuff. So they can get a lot more interesting with the sound design. Whereas this one is kind of just really simple and repetitive. Um, which is what it kind of needs for the episode, but it's nothing like that's like super impressive. Yeah. So six point two. Um, character development. Um, I think this one is a little higher, not like incredibly high, but seven point eight for me. Hmm? What'd you give it? Um. Okay, I did the ratings. Not this last time we watched it, but the time before, and I gave it a six point three on here. Mm-hmm. And I almost want to up it to, like, an even seven again. Because in this episode, like... You like, keep... now that I know they're, like, they're characters you're going to see more of, mm-hmm. that kind of changes things for me. But, I mean, I think this is... I don't know if that necessarily should because, like, for you, coming at this from the perspective that you have as a new watcher... Yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to keep know... my 6.3. I'm, I'm yeah. firm on my 6.3. Yeah, be firm with that. Because, like, like, you do what you want, I mean. I can't tell you what to do, but <laughs> go where the spirit leads, as they say in the church. Uh, the character development in this, like I gave a 7.8, it's almost eight level for me, just because it is introducing core characters and you do get to know a very small glimpse, mind you, there's really nothing dived into. That's the thing. That's it. There, yeah. Nothing's really dived into. It's just a glimpse of the characters that you get to know really well. 
throughout the show. Yeah. So it's not like any one character was like super fleshed out here, but I just really loved how you you get to know them all a little bit and, and know the origin because especially like with Echo, like Echo is like constantly repeating orders and stuff. And I think that's really cool development for that character because as you get to know that character, I mean, I don't want to spoil too much, but it's just interesting to see how he starts there and what he kind of ends up becoming and stuff as the show. Mm, interesting. Uh, gets developed and stuff. So uh, me knowing where things go, I see this episode being like um, kind of a very cool introduction to the characters, and I think it did it quite well um, for some of them. Uh, uh, there was other characters that I'm like pointless. You don't really get any perspective on who they are, but you know, there's others that's interesting. And 99 too. Um, not, 99 is actually you don't get a ton from him <laughs> in the show, but he he shows up maybe another one or two episodes maybe um, from memory. Uh, but yeah, anyway, character development, 7.8. Decent. Pretty good. Pretty good. Script writing dialogue, last category here. Um, I almost want to lower this from what I have written here. Can I tell you my score first? Yeah, you say yours first. All right. I gave this, I think maybe, like I said, my lowest dialogue score yet. I'd have to go back and check. But I gave it a 5.6. Hmm. Um. A lot of Brick's lines I didn't like. Yeah. Like, it was just, I didn't, I would have liked him to be more realistic in why he hates them. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. like, it, maybe if they'd have been a little more, like, giving him a little more attitude, I could understand it. Mm -hmm. But they didn't really, like, go out of their way to make him hate them. I don't. Yeah, you're right. I, like, in, like, yeah, we talked about that, too, like. Like, he's just tough for no reason. Uh -huh. And he just seems like, I hate this job. It's just money, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's maybe more of a plot thing than a dialogue thing at some points. But the, like, I don't know. This is kind of where this category has always been a little bit hard not to merge with the other one for me personally and stuff. Because dialogue, this is like the actual quality of how they wrote the lines and stuff in my head. That's what it is. It's not necessarily like, what they're doing it's was that a real like how cheesy was these lines how believable was the actual writing and how they worded things and stuff there was plenty of lines in this episode that were cheese ball <laughs> yes <laughs> and okay. stuff i remember like when like uh, john and i kind of like did a quick little watch through of this before we recorded because it's a short episode and stuff and there's moments where i saw john groaning <laughs> and things were just like oh boy that was cheesy <laughs> and, and things and 99 is very cheesy it, just because he's like he's just so nice and so kind and he just wants to motivate everybody but you're my brothers yeah it's like you're my brothers um yeah i don't know i gave this one a 5.9 yeah so i i didn't think it was terrible i think it, i was I harsher than you then i gave it a 5.6 yeah yeah, I, I almost was in the sixth category at first, um, but I was yeah. like, the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Yeah, this one really wasn't that awesome. Um, 5.9. Yeah. So right. what, was your, what was your total? Because my total... I can adjust mine now. My total was 6.5. I have my calculator pulled up. I can... So my average score is a 6.5. Okay. So what is mine, so it's 6.5. Yours is 6.5 as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that makes the Millennial Falcon review score a 6.5 6 out of 10. All right. 
That's a review. That's it, folks. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna in the next little bit try to work on um, an update on the Instagram of where our rankings for everything we've have so far stand. Okay, that'd be cool. I think I'd have to go back and listen to all the episodes, but I can. We'll have that up soon. Okay. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the Millennial Falcon Podcast. All lowercase, all one word, as Instagram is. And join us next time as we talk about Season 3, Episode 3, and Season 1, Episode 1 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. And that's all, folks. Bye!